Welcome to Permission to Win, a podcast asking life's most fundamental questions, like what is permission? Who needs my permission? And why are we talking about permission anyway? In each episode, your co-hosts explore different ways to say it's okay, discussing all the different permissions we need in our lives to do or not do the things that we do. Now, in case you think you need it, here's your permission to join David and Kim. Kim, it's the new year and we are back. We are. Cannot tell you how excited we are coming up on the end of season two, heading towards season three real fast. We do short seasons around here, by the way. (laughs) Somebody gave us permission to do that. That's what we're doing. We love it when we get permission to do what we're going to do anyway. (laughs) Well, isn't that what the show is really about? Going ahead and giving yourself permission to do the next thing that you need to do. I think so. So today, first off, I think our, what I want to focus on our topic is wishing people better. I don't know exactly what that means, but I wrote down the words, letting other people make their own mistakes, but yet we're still there for them. Mm. So to that point, we have once again, the illustrious Carrie Zarb. And I might. And Kim, we also, yeah, thank, good, good job, Carrie. And (laughs) Kim, we also have a very special guest coming from the my sexy business clubhouse arena. <laughs> yes. Would you please introduce our guest? I would love to. I'm so excited that our Melissa Stetcher, AKA Izzy, cause she's our Izzy is here with us today. And I can't wait to get this conversation started because Izzy has been like such a huge blessing in my life. She has brought so much, um, I'll call it order to my chaos. Like she has helped me with all kinds of things organizing. She is our organizing queen in the clubhouse arena, especially. She is faithfully there to help the community. She helps all of us be better. So she wishes us better, David. Hey, that's why we invited her to be on this show. (laughs) Welcome, Izzy. Hello. I'm almost through the coffee. Not really. But once I am, then we'll be super duper excited. (laughs) A little behind the scenes. uh, We are recording Central Time, 516 a.m. currently. I think that's like next Thursday for Carrie in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) And for Izzy, you're Eastern Time, correct? Correct. Okay. So that's six. 16. So that's okay. We're early birds here, but we've got some coffee, some beverage, and we are going to make this new episode exciting. Always. (laughs) (laughs) So has there been a time that you have been able to have somebody in your life that you knew exactly the bad direction that they were heading? You knew that they we're giving themselves permission to do the wrong quote unquote thing, but you just had to step back and no, 
and you're not trying to stand back and watch the train wreck, but you're just, you just know that your guidance is not warranted or wanted or not going to help, I guess, not going to help. Mm-hmm. And the, the benefit for me personally is I have a teenager, so that's extremely hard to do. <laughs> Sometimes you want to push them into failure so then they can get up and you can't be like, well, I told you. But at the same time, you want to be like, okay, you've got to let him get up and not make stupid decisions. And I'm just going to grab the popcorn and watch the train wreck and be like, hey, he's so my child. <laughs> yeah. And just send us an email at info at your permission to win.com. Great episode, everybody. We covered it all. That is not even a joke. When you talk about teenagers and you talk about, you know, we don't want them to bump their heads, but we want them to bump their heads while they're at home rather than out where they actually go to, you know, grown up timeout, a.k.a. jail, Mm. or they go to, you know, they really get into trouble. We want them to bump their heads at home, but it's hard to watch. It's hard to keep your mouth quiet. It's hard to not <laughs> intervene. <laughs> it's hard. And does anyone else here have one of those moments in time where you go, oh, I was a teenager. I remember what I got up to. And, you know, <laughs> speaking of kind of sitting back with the popcorn, it's like they could be doing this, they could be doing that, they could be doing this, they could be doing that because they're all the things that I did. Thankfully, I am currently living my life as Benjamin Button, so I haven't gotten to my teenage years yet. So, no regrets, none whatsoever. Yeah, send me an email about that. You'll get some fun stuff back. Because I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Benjamin Button was a movie character who lived his life backwards. He was born old, and he was working his way toward being born, basically. Gotcha. It's a different kind of concept for wishing you better. <laughs> well, don't we, don't we all though run into those life experiences when it's like, I've experienced this, but I know that if I don't let either let, or just know that this other person's going to have it, just like, as he said, you, you cannot learn Kim, we're doing this podcast for that reason. You said you can't continue to work and edit for, well, you didn't say it like that but (laughs) what i heard was you can't continue to help other people with their podcasts not having done one your freaking self and then there was like boop 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 all behind it and stuff and all this language and screaming at me and and that's when i was like all right uh that never happened so let's be very very clear if there was any beeping going on it was my cohort in crime it was our (laughs) little Get a swear in sunshine. <laughs> it was not me. <laughs> Be careful. I've got buttons now, people. Come on. I've up leveled the buttons. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, well, let's do this podcast and we will give ourselves permission to do the podcast and we'll talk about permission and we'll do all these things. And so I have learned from being on quote unquote this side of the mic the the trials and tribulations of being a responsible quote unquote podcast host 
and what that means and the, the stress that goes along with that. So prior to that, I had not, had not done it. And I just thought, well, it's just easy. You just do the thing and send it to me and I'll edit it and send it back to you. And it's, there's no questions, but there's money issues. There's, there's all the, there's all the issues that, that go along with everything. But thankfully Kim was willing to let me make all those mistakes myself. Thank you, Kim. Love you, David. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Well, this has actually made me really curious, David, because speaking of what's the name of the topic again? Wishing <laughs> people better. Better. I don't know why I keep thinking well, well, better. Okay. Well, it's, it's either one. I think I, I, I've also written down the words allowing people to be, in quotes, to be, just to be what they're going to be. Well, and that's the direction I was going, actually. Okay. So thank you. Because we, isn't it funny when you think about your your circle of friends and the people that you spend time with, and they can be family, they can be friends, they could be, you know, half related, not related, unrelated, all the things. However, look at that circle for a moment and think about what you've accepted of each person. And likewise, what we accept of ourselves. We're not all perfect, unlike David, and we have these moments in time where we have to accept our flaws and also accept, you know, strengths, weaknesses, all, all the things, all the, all the pieces that come with us and others as being human. And think for a moment about that circle of people that you spend time with and what you've accepted. And I, I like this topic. I think that's a beautiful thing to surround yourself with so many different people. And I've said this before, probably in this show and other shows, that if everyone was the same, the world would be boring. But we do need to sometimes sit back and take a breath and have a think about the people in our circle, who they are, what they represent, what they bring to the table as individual humans and what we accept about them because everybody's different. Well, because not everybody learns the same, I think, as I, and I know I've said this before, but failure is the biggest teacher, you know, when you can fail appropriately as it were, um, and safely, then you've, then you've got a chance to, to do a thing, but failure to one person is not failure to another person. And while I may not wish certain things for my kids they may head down certain roads and then all of a sudden, you know, they have a new career or they have something that I didn't see the potential of positivity coming out of what I was visualizing as a parent as a potentially bad situation. So I want to bring in something about Izzy because when you're talking about like allowing someone to make mistakes, but being there to help them. I think Izzy's such a great example of that. And not just with teenagers, <laughs> but with <laughs> full-grown kindergarten princesses who need help with certain things. And, you know, she did not judge me whenever I asked her for help with some things. She also didn't do it for me. And maybe that's the other part of this. She wished me better, but she did not come in and do the things and not allow me to learn. 
Like, I think that that's part of the wishing someone better is you wish them better so they can learn something and then they can do it for themselves instead of becoming dependent on Izzy to say, okay, Izzy, do I go to the right or do I go to the left? Izzy, you know, helped me understand how to operate, how I'm wired organizing wise. And I think that's an important thing that she did for me because she empowered me instead of, you know, making me dependent on her for it. So I think that that's something, Izzy, if you're comfortable with speaking about that, I think that's important. That's kind of what I do. So I think I need to be comfortable talking about it right now. (laughs) But (laughs) I like how you put that because it's, it's wishing you you know, you're, you're organizing wellness basically. And it's giving you the tools to, to shift into that, right. At any age, at any, any concept, it's like, we are trained and we are like, this is what we're supposed to do. But my wish comes with like a little push of hope of like, well, maybe we try it this way. And for our personal journey here, and we call it hopeful headquarters, we, it was permission for myself to let go and give up control and then wish him a productive and successful adulthood. And so there were, there were multiple layers of, of, okay, let's be real. I have control issues. Everything needs a container. Everything needs to match. Everything needs to be labeled because my way is the only way in the right way. So once I let go of my control, gave myself permission to be messy for a little bit, a very little bit, but, <laughs> but that was wrapped into the good bundle of, you know, I know very clearly as much as I love my child, if you call me from college because you don't know how to operate a washing machine or cut a potato, who I did you wrong, right? I did you that disservice. And that's not setting you up for your best. That's not wishing you your full potential. And I was just like, there's, once you peel back those layers of, is that my control or is that you failing forward or what do we really need to do? Then I'm not going to say it creates a nice little pretty circle or orange heart or anything like that. It just kind of creates a, an acceptable imbalance. And then we can wish and grant permission and shift along the way. So I have to say, though, I have witnessed firsthand your teenager who you have, like, given permission to do better. I have witnessed him do all kinds of things when you weren't feeling well or when, you know, just normal activities, he will volunteer instead of having to be voluntold. Like, there there are a lot of things that I have witnessed him doing that most parents wish their their teenagers would even think about. And he does them. Like, and it's not because you're like fussing at him all the time. I think that's another part of it too, is when you wish somebody better, you're not fussing at them. Like all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what I mean? (laughs) I'll use a production thing i i do i don't mention it before but i do live audio production or live i manage live events at times uh from back in the audio booth 
And if I am responsible for quote unquote, the show or my portion of the show, and I have people that report to me, you know, they have some autonomy to like, okay, do the next thing. Okay. And then they just need to automatically do the next thing when the next thing is ready to happen. But there's also times when I still will direct them because in my mind, I'm just, we've all seen the TV shows where they're in the control room and they're like, okay, take camera one, take camera two, take camera three and get talent go. I still do that. And sometimes I'll get a little pushback from the person who's like, I know, I know I'm supposed to do this. It's like, I'm not telling you because you don't know. I'm telling you because that's just the way I need it done in this moment. Your idea and my idea can be two different things and that can be fine. But if it falls on me to be responsible for the ultimate experience of the show, then I have to, it kind of has to happen my way. There's, you know, when you, when you watch a movie, there's been all kinds of decisions made on set about how a character is going to behave in a moment. The actor has brilliant ideas. The writer has brilliant ideas. The director has brilliant ideas, but somebody has to be responsible for the final idea and let that come through just like in our lives. So analogy time, ding, 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 ding. We need a carry. We need an analogy. Welcome. Uh, Ooh, like a little jingle. jingle. I think that's a great idea. I love what you said then because that's you on your mission to control the situation because there's seconds. There's seconds between if you didn't say to that person, okay, take four steps and you're on stage and then it's your turn and or whatever, you know, the circumstance is, those seconds are critical in those moments. It's like when we're teaching our children to drive a car. Mm-hmm. You know, they need to hit the brake pedal. We always come back to cars. What is this? <laughs> they need to hit the brake pedal at the right time to slow in the right amount of distance and, you know, beat the line for the stop sign or whatever it is. It's that same kind of thing. It's that you, you know what needs to happen. You don't know that they know what needs to happen. Are they going to take that first step for the four steps to the stage to get there to do the thing at the right time? And that's kind of a little bit of a trust thing and we all experience that when we work with different people live with different people interact with different people is a crossover of control trust but also out of care we care that it goes right we care that it goes to plan it works well everything's you know and everyone looks good we want everyone around us to look good And it's one of those moments in time where we have to tick our boxes so that that all happens and everyone's happy. Oh my God, we're people pleasers. (laughs) Well, I will say this. So back to the car, let's jump back in the vehicle again. Doesn't matter which side of the the car your the steering wheel is on. If you're with someone and they are driving, then they're making most of the decisions. You're just along for the ride. That's great. If they don't see the car coming in the other direction, it's self-preservation for you to say, here is a problem that is imminent. Please take the appropriate steps to and write a paragraph about how they need to turn the wheel. But if you're just trying to get from New York to LA, there's so many different ways that you can go and, and ways to get there. It's, it's 
your way is your way. It's not necessarily their way. And you may take longer. You may get there quicker. Analogy time. <laughs> well, let's talk about the different roles that we play, though, because that's one of the things that when you're talking about being responsible for a live event, there is no recording and then editing like on the spot. It's live. So you have a certain level of responsibility because that's what you've been hired to do. You're a rock star at it. Like that's what you do. But when you're talking about allowing someone to learn or allowing someone to do things, that's not necessarily when when you're wanting them to learn. Like, I think the learning comes up to that place. You know, we do a lot of events for what I'm going to call practice. We do events. Rehearsal. Like, rehearsal. Thank you. And that's why you have teenagers. That's This is their rehearsal <laughs> for life. Oh, my goodness. That is such a good analogy, though. That is a great analogy. <laughs> Safe so, place to fail. All those, all those, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> but I just want to like push on this for like the thing with Izzy is she didn't, it wasn't a live event. We were trying to be like perfect and put on this thing. I needed a solution to a problem that I had in my, you know, fifth wheel in my RV. And when we first started talking about all of it, it was amazing to me because she offered a solution, but she let me figure it out. Like, because she wasn't here standing here. She wasn't, you know, the coordinator of the live event. It wasn't a lot of pressure, but she wished me better because it took stress off of me because that was the problem. That's the, that's the solution I needed. I needed it not to be stressful when I put away my office, because I don't have a door to my office, but I need a, I'm going to put in air quotes, a door. I need some way to put my office away. So I'm really off work. And when she helped me figure out my famous gray basket, that, that was just a brilliant thing. I don't have to disassemble everything. I literally can just put it inside the basket that she we just talked it through. And I still want to go back to that because the role that we play in someone's life is really important of, do we have the space to wish them better and allow them to do that? Or do we have that pressure of we are in a live performance and we have to get this done? And for me, like, I don't mind being messy out loud. I don't mind being messy in front of everyone because it's messy behind the scenes. Like it's messy, but we get to choose what level of messy that we can, we can live with. And I love your gray basket and, and what you were just saying, Kim hits me because it's, you, you have to wish yourself well, and you have to give yourself permission to accept that it's always changing everything is always changing. I didn't grow up with a cell phone as a teenager. It just wasn't a thing, right? Like I didn't grow up with the options of handing off home team stuff, you know, like the cleaning, the cooking. I didn't grow up with that concept. And so wishing myself what works for me 
was one of the major steps. And then now I get to help people accept, you know what, let's wish you some organizing hope that works for you. And that's a big step being in organizing because that's kind of, you know, it's kind of what I do. Um, Or just in like everyday life of you have to be able to accept and wish yourself the ability to continue to grow and go. And especially in the world we live in, that's freaking hard. But that also breaks it into what can I accept? What really do I need to focus on guiding, right? What is the have to checklist versus can I can I let go a little here? Does that really make or break thing? And I know, Kim, I've heard you say it. It's like, we're not all surgeons, right? So if I show up five minutes late to something or if I forget my bag or, you know, if he has an attitude, it's not really going to break it. We just have to wish for the best part of well that we can get to. And then we have to accept it. And I mean, I'm with you, Carrie. People praising problems for real, it's a struggle. But you have to be okay accepting it. It's not even it's good enough. But it's as well as it's going to get. And we did our best to get there. And that's an okay thing. I got excited again. The coffee's kicking in. (laughs) (laughs) And Izzy, you bring up something else, though, that I think is important to say, too, is that if it's well enough for now, that doesn't mean it's always going to be well enough or it doesn't mean it has to stay that way. I love that you bring up the evolving because wishing someone well isn't evolving. It's an evolving inside of us. It's an evolving for them. It, it's we're always evolving we we want to be one and done and and organizing is a good concept for that I want everything organized today and just let me know when it's done <laughs> but that's not really how it works because I live here like I'm gonna have to know where that stuff goes or I'm gonna have to replace the groceries or I'm gonna have to replace whatever office supplies I really need to know those things you have to remember where it was I freaking put it. Where did I put that thing and organize it away? 494 square feet, and I lose things, and I don't know how I lose things, <laughs> but it happened. The struggle is real, people. <laughs> well, if I can jump in, you mentioned, you know, not being perfect for now, and there's, you know, me, we're take it over here into the, into the dark reaches of. Of life for a second. Let's talk about, and I have to go, I have to both sides this thing. Let's talk about religion and let's talk about cancel culture, which I feel like are two typically two opposing concepts to some degree. But understanding that people aren't perfect and that that's not the goal. And, you know, coming down on people with an almighty righteousness on both sides about the comment that, that the one person makes, and then they are canceled from, from both ends potentially. And so I'm not saying that there aren't right things that cancel culture understands that there are some things that people should behave better. I think the, the religious side, there are people who, People think should be better. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
it's just you've got to li- leave people room to goof up. So I'm sorry, but I am the kindergarten princess in the room. Apparently, what is cancel culture? What does that mean? Like, and I went from organizing and being excited about my gray basket to like religion, and I'm like, wait, hold on, that was a whiplash. Help me, David. <laughs> I prepped the fact that I was going to the, the whiplash. And now maybe he googling cancel culture because Gary doesn't know either. Help! I can help because I actually live this so. And some of you know my family a little bit, and we make a joke. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's hilarious to me because black sheep's rule, but we make a joke of, I don't fit in your box. I don't fit in your pew. And I don't see it that way. I'm happy you stay in your box. You you do you. If that's If that fills your cup, that's cool. But I think the the other part is, it's very obvious at times of like, you're doing it wrong. It needs to be this way. This is the box. This is the only way jump on it. And so that's, it is very heavy in religion and in our upbringing and our situation. But I think it's, it, it can be even, even on lighter subjects, like religion's a heavy subject. Politics is a heavy subject, but even, even the layers behind that, I get the gruff and ugly parts of I'm not married and I have a kid oh, you're doing it wrong as a woman. Or I expect my teenage who's a male to do the dishes and, oh, you aren't treating him right. So I think that you have that very distinct of this way or that way box thinking on all facets of life. It's not just religion or cancel culture or social media being taken way too seriously, but it's having the open conversations like this and the willingness to be vulnerable about it and, you know, wish somebody well and even if it's in the different lane i'm still gonna wish you well just stay over there right don't cross don't cross the dotted line and that is that all's on many factors of human life of organizing life of religion of politics of all the things especially even in business because it's odd right like we live in a generation that being a female entrepreneur is still kind of new right it's still kind of like wait what and then that comes with its whole stigmatisms and things behind all that And it's having the conversation and not just know your role being a blanket statement of being like, well, I might know my role and that's your opinion. I don't have to agree with it. I don't have to climb in your box. I'm going to step back down off my box though. (laughs) Well, I I will jump in one last time here with, with this and say, as my children aged out of my home, which yay, um, love them. (laughs) My wife and I still had opinions about what they were doing about how they were doing a thing. But I tried to explain to my wife, I was like, we are now, we now have the opportunity to offer advice as long as they're willing to listen to it. They're no longer, we have nothing to control them except what little we might bequeath them at our death, (laughs) you know, or what they get in the will. So there is no other way, you know, we can't turn their phone off. We can't hide their iPad. They're adults. And so, we have the opportunity to be understanding with them and to say here may be how we would do it. And we understand what you're getting ready to do. When my daughter was making some decisions, we, my wife and I got together as the, uh, as the former, uh, in charge committee. And we said, look, 
We love you, and we have words, and we're going to say the words out loud. We would like it if you heard them. But we're going to say these words. And here's the words. You're an adult. Now you can do with them what you will. But if we came in at guns a-blazing and said, you shall not, then she may never listen to our words ever again. And so we have to love and trust that what we did in those angry teenage years and before will eventually kick back in and you know and she's a great kid she's we she surprises us and we love her and we're going to keep her it's great news <laughs> well her, we, we gave her to her husband and he's he's got her now so no refunds no refunds <laughs> so you know going on to like the adult part of that, David, I, I think also that even like the mastermind groups, this is one of the things that is really hard on like Cherry and I as leaders in the, in the mastermind. It's really hard on us to witness sometimes somebody bumping their head over and over when we want to come in and intervene and do something different for them. But we also understand if it's not their idea, if it's not their thing, then they're going to automatically have to depend on us forever. And we don't create codependency. Like we don't create people who are followers. We want leaders. And so I think even when you talk about your kids, you want them to grow up to be leaders. You don't want them to grow up having to ask everyone's opinion of what they should do. Or ask, should I buy this or should I not? Or I mean, it would drive me crazy. I would just be honest. It would drive me crazy if every time my son did anything, he would ask me. Now, he does, you know, occasionally I will say, you know, ask for my opinion. And I give it multiple times without his asking. <laughs> but I I look at those relationships and I think whether it be our kids, whether it be adults, whatever the role we're playing in someone's life, I think it still comes back to wishing them well, even if it's different. Like, I think that that's the whole thing is if it's different, we still need to be kind. Like, it doesn't mean you're wrong because I think you should do this. It just means maybe you've got to go about it in a different way. Maybe you process differently. Maybe you've got to learn something else that you know will help you understand the next thing and I think giving someone the permission to be who they really are and wish them well in who they really are instead of being clones of what we think someone should be because I think the shoulds get us like I think that that's a that it's just dangerous I think it's dangerous and here we have a thing, and I'm sure it's common across the world. Mom, where's the sauce? Well, just go and look for it. And Like you don't say these things out loud. You don't answer the questions, <laughs> the bazillion questions. You don't answer them because where's my shoes? Well, mm -hmm. just silence because they need to work these things out for themselves because if you keep answering and you keep, you know, essentially leading to complete spoon feeding, like you said, Kim, it's, it's handicapping at its finest we don't want to part their beard to give them their bottle like 
Not a bottle of sauce is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah gotcha. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, let's, David, let's take this back to, like, Izzy and what she does for other people and give her a second to, like, kind of share what she does for other people because I know what she's done for me. Carrie can speak of what she's done for her, but I would love Izzy to have a chance to, to like share some of that. If that's okay. Yep. I think Carrie just did it. And it's funny because some of you have heard the what's for dinner story and it's all those like little questions. Have you seen my, where's my, where's the, I'm like, personally that's that's kind of how this all started this organizing thing is i no longer cared i don't <laughs> care you starve and I, i'm like it's cute the case like you just don't answer where i have the attitude of like i don't know let's look at the obvious thing right here in place for all of us to have this answer <laughs> or i don't know let's look in the box that specifically is if we're set up for your shoes I don't know. And I have the sassitude that comes out with it. So it's kind of how it all, it all came up as those little questions and me losing it. And here we are, hopeful simplicity. So, <laughs> but I mean, Carrie, you brought it, you brought it right up there. It's we, we get those little questions and then we just, I don't care is extremely strong, but we kind of like part of us just we're exhausted and tired and overwhelmed and over it. And that's that's really that's really where this whole organizing business came from of okay, I need to let go of control. I need to set him up to win. There has to be a balance in there other than me losing it every time he asks me a small question. And so once once we establish that here and other people are like, well, how did how did you get him to do that? How did you, how'd you do that? I was like, well, I came to Jesus and then we came to Jesus and here we are. Right. And we had those conversations of like, what will work for you to win? What's, what's going to work for your success? Because if we keep doing this repeat cycle of you're coming to me for everything, we aren't going to make it like we just aren't going to make it. And so when people started coming to me going, how did you do that? How did that happen? Then that really made life clearer for me of, oh, okay. Not everybody is okay with all those little questions and the constant nagging and the being responsible all the time. Maybe I should share some of this. And so now I'm sharing it more and more and more and more and more. And then there's hope everywhere. It's like sprinkles of happiness and hope. It's some organizing. <laughs> Well, this has been a great conversation, and we know that people out there that are listening wish us better because we wish you better, and so we would love to hear from everyone about this. We want it, we want your emails, info at yourpermissiontowin.com, where we can find out about all the little things that drove you nuts that you finally let go of, or the little things that... We're trying to resolve in our own lives and try to stay out of other people's lives as much as we can. We're not staying out of anybody's life. <laughs> we're here and we're overlording. Me too. <laughs> well, thank you, Izzy, for joining us today. 
and being a part of the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad I'm like, yes, we got to reschedule and now we're kicking off the new year. Let's go, friends. Let's go. (laughs) Yay. Thanks for spending time with David and Kim. Now it's your turn to explore permission in your world. If you have any thoughts, ideas, or questions about the show, please email info at yourpermissiontowin.com. And although they don't need permission to produce new episodes, they sure would appreciate it. Your permission, in the form of a five-star rating and review, will help keep the show going. Until next time, here's your permission to win. Mm